Welcome back to the Shots Aside podcast. I'm your host, Alex. We've got a special Los Angeles two-part uh, series breakdown for you guys coming up. Uh, the first one's coming out right now. We got the Clippers one, and then we'll follow that up with the Lakers one. But uh, before we get into that, I want to give a special thanks to uh, everyone who's listened to our past episodes. I really appreciate all the support. Uh, it means a lot. We'll also have uh, a couple of guests on both of these podcasts coming up and uh, Matt and Manny. So uh, if you guys love their intakes and their uh, some of their viewpoints, um, get ready for some more because uh, they're going to bring the heat on these next two for sure. With that being said, though, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Shots Aside. And send us some ideas, questions, or talking points to our Gmail account at ShotsAside at gmail.com. With that being said, though, let's get into uh, some of the additions and subtractions uh, for this roster for the Los Angeles Clippers. So looking at the additions for the Los Angeles Clippers, they added Moses Brown, who they got from Cleveland. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit in the breakdown. And then the main one we wanted to touch base on is uh, the John Wall agency move where they got him for a one-year six million dollar deal and then they also got rookie Musa Diabate um, so those are the additions for this Los Angeles Clippers team subtractions uh, they didn't really lose a ton uh, losing Isaiah Hartenstein and then Roddy uh, to New York and then Roddy Hood and Jay Scrub are still free agents so still time for them to sign one of those two if they choose to do so Looking at the starting lineup, I predict that it's going to be look something like this. It'll look like uh, maybe John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, maybe Marcus Morris, and Ivaka Zubats. Uh, bench lineup uh, point guards will be Reggie Jackson and Jason Preston. Shooting guards Norman Powell and Luke Kennard. Small forward Nicholas Batum, Terrence Mann. Robert Covington will be the power forward. Some some three as well in there. And then center position you'll have Moses Brown and the rookie Musa. Diapate. That will conclude the roster breakdown. Uh, now that we've done that, let's get into the podcast with the guys. Welcome back to the Shots Aside podcast. Uh, we got another breakdown for you guys today. We're going to do the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm joined here once again by Matt and Manny. Manny, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing great. Matt, you ready for this uh, Clippers breakdown? Oh, yeah. Should be a fun year for the Clips. Oh, for sure. So the Clippers started uh, last year. They went 42-40 and 40, uh, for their record, making them the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Uh, where we ended up seeing them lose a game they probably shouldn't have lost to the Timberwolves in the play-in game and then losing to the Pelicans 105-101 to uh, in their second uh, play-in game, which caused them to miss the playoffs. Uh, they were 26-26 and in the conference, 9-7 and in the division, uh, and they were eight games better at home than on the road. Um, Manny, when you look at this team that was hampered by injuries a season ago, and the group they have now, where do you see this team when it comes to the Western Conference? Man, like you just mentioned, they went 42-40 and 40 without Kawhi Leonard, you know, one of the baddest men on the planet. 
And, and you mentioned again, they shouldn't have lost uh, those those two playing games that they had against the Wolves and against the Pelicans. They probably should have won both of them, if not one of them. Um, so all things considered, even the injuries last year with guys like Paul George being out for a while, Norman Powell being out for a while, and they still went 42 and 40. You get all those pieces back, and if they're healthy for a full 82 games, the NBA's got to watch out for this Clippers team, man. This is probably the biggest wild card, but, like, you know, it's going to be a team that's going to be good. They're going to be a top two, top three seed in the Western Conference. And, you know, what? If, if I'm picking a team that's going to be the betting favorite, it might be the Clippers. I still will take the field, but the, the Clippers are, are definitely up there. They're, they're a team to compete with this year in the Western Conference and the NBA overall. Yeah, Matt, what do you think of this team? Yeah, this is a, a scary Clippers team. Just to think that if Paul George didn't have COVID for that uh, Pelicans playing game last year, they probably would have been the eighth seed. And seeing the Suns collapse against the Mavericks, uh, they very easily could have maybe upset them as the number eight seed, even with just Paul George. And now you, now you add Kawhi and then uh, have Norman Powell and Rocco with him since he, he, they weren't with him before. They, they played last year, but not with him. Um, and then all the all the depth that they have in general, I just think this this Clippers team is built to to win now, and they're they're ready to contend immediately. Um, you know, hopefully Kawhi stays healthy because that's really the biggest uh, concern for that team is because he's had injury problems like throughout his entire career, pretty much. Yeah, I mean injuries are going to be a huge factor for this Clippers squad. I mean. Norman Powell, they got late, so he only played, I think, five games for them last year. So, and I think in those five games, he was averaging close to 20 points a game. So that's – if he can even put that down to, like, around 15 a game, I think that helps this team out exponentially. And then adding defenders like Robert Covington, um, and then you already have, like, Marcus uh, Morris and Nicholas Batum, who are pretty good defenders at the three and four spot, um, is big as well. But – I think the big addition was getting John Wall on this team. Uh, I want to just know what your guys' thoughts are on on bringing in John Wall. I know they already got Reggie Jackson, but uh, I think John Wall is going to be a huge plus on the just having another point guard besides Reggie out there. Yeah, I think uh, getting John Wall is huge for them. I think uh, they needed uh, an extra distributor of the ball because Kawhi – while he can distribute, he's not the best at it, so it's nice to have somebody like John Wall to facilitate the offense and get it going at times. I know sometimes like, they would stagnate, especially in that Nuggets conference finals uh, or semi-conference finals a couple years ago in the bubble. Like At times they looked like they were kind of stagnating and playing more like iso ball um, at times like late in the game. But I think John Wall will help out a lot with that. He – pretty sure he's been around an eight or nine assists per game guy throughout his entire career. So, I mean, that should help out big time for them. Yeah, John is definitely an upgrade from, from Reggie Jackson, I will say. I um, mean, if John Wall even returns to, you know, three-quarters of the form he was when he was in Washington, uh, again, look out. That's just another addition for a Clippers team that doesn't necessarily need John Wall to be, you know, the John Wall old. You know, I, I imagine John Wall coming into this role, giving you about 18, 19 points a game, probably giving you about seven to eight assists and setting that tempo, you know, moving the pace, getting the ball to Paul George in those sweet spots, getting the ball to Kawhi in those sweet spots, and getting a lot of easy looks for this team. Um, you know, I love the role Reggie Jackson played for this team last year, the last couple of years, honestly, and it's been 
well-deserved. But, you, you, you know, if John Wall is healthy, it's an upgrade that this team didn't even, didn't even need in the first place. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna touch base on what both of you guys said. I mean, Manny, start off with you, but uh, just pace of play. They were Clippers were one of the worst teams in, with pace of play, and I think John Wall helping that out. And then mixing in what Matt said, uh, assists for John Wall. I mean, your top assist leader last year was Paul George with 5.7 assists per game. I mean, John Wall's getting at least eight to nine. I wouldn't be surprised if he got, you know, double-digit assists with how many good players they have on this team. So pushing the pace, uh, assist um, to some of the best players in the league, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard should make this uh, an easy fit for John Wall here in the future. Yeah, and we don't even talk about, you know, how well of a defender John Wall was before the injuries, too. Not that this team needs additional defense, but a guy that can check up the point guards like Steph, like Chris Paul, like John Morant um, in that Western Conference just only helps their case as a title contender. Yeah. Yeah, and you – go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say I agree. I think the biggest thing for John Wall would just be hopefully he, he's shooting well from the outside this season, too, because there will be times where he's got to – uh, be on the perimeter while guys like Paul George and Kawhi are attacking the rim so that they can kick out to him. Um, I know at times he, one year he shot 37% from three, which is pretty good, but then at other times he shot like in the 28 to 29% range. So hopefully he can get it going there. But other than that, I mean, you really can't complain too much about anything that he does for you because they're getting him on like a super cheap $6 million deal, which is incredible for a player of John Wall's caliber if if he can get back to even like part of the level that he was like pre uh being hurt and stuff yeah I mean if he can get to 37 percent I think Clippers were 37 percent last year as a team which was I believe top three in the NBA which pretty good I know they didn't take probably a lot of threes um but you know, you got good three-point shooting on this team, and I think Lawrence Frank, their uh, executive, GM, whatever you want to call him, I think he did a great job of just kind of bringing this team together and, and you know, just with players like, you know, besides John Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Norman Powell, uh, you know, even players like Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann are stepping up. Uh, my question for you guys, I'll start with Manny, but uh, is, you know, what do you want to see out of the, the bench unit? Because we can talk on for days about this starting group and how good it's going to be. But I think it's going to come down to the bench too, especially in the regular season. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing for this bench unit is going to be um, how well they integrate when, when Ty Lue integrates both lineups, because there's definitely going to be a lot of interchanging, you know, you don't want to play Paul George Kawhi all at the same time. So there's going to be times where you have Norman Powell out there, times where you have a team out there, times where you have Covington out there with, with the starters. And I'm looking forward to see how well they integrate with the, with the starting lineup. I'm also really excited to see how they're going to space the floor and how they're going to take the pressure off those driving lanes for guys like Paul George and Kawhi. You mentioned Norman, Norman Powell. He was putting up, I think, around 20 points a game when they got him from, from Portland. Same thing with Robert Covington, you know, the, the star example of a 3D player a couple of years ago. A little older, a little longer on the tooth now, but definitely can still play that role. And Nicholas Batum has done an excellent job the past couple of years filling in that role with the Clippers being that 3D guy. So essentially, I just want to see those guys continue their role, play within their game, play good defense, space the floor, um, I want to see Reggie Jackson continue to be that spark plug that he's been for this Clippers team in the past. Uh, and then you mentioned guys like Luke Kennard is going to be facing the floor. Terrence Mann, a young, exciting prospect that they have there. And I also like the Moses Brown addition uh, for this team. Um, young center from UCLA, was in OKC, I think, previously. Um, just an exciting little prospect that they have behind, uh, behind Zubach. They don't need him, but 
I'm excited to see this Clippers team. This defense just be a very, very well fleshed out bench, uh, a team where you're not going to see very much change from when the starters leave or when they integrate. Yeah, I think uh, this is one of the best benches in the entire NBA, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Nor- Norman Powell's a great player. Reggie Jackson has started at times, and he's played well in the playoffs at times too. Uh, um, especially uh, in the bubble, he was playing really good in the playoffs. So it was a uh, playoff June Reggie, <laughs> but <laughs> also uh, Nicholas Batum is. Uh, it was nice that they were able to get him back. I know. Uh, he was a free agent this off season and they were able to get him back for a pretty good price too. So that, that was nice. Their only uh, real loss was Hartenstein, which, you know, I'm probably a bigger Hartenstein guy than, than most people, but I think uh, yeah. they, I think, I think that Zubak, I mean, he's a serviceable center, but I think that was part of the problem when they played Denver is that uh, Jokic was owning them in the paint and they had no answer for him. Um, so I still think they're going to have to figure that out a little bit, but at the same time, they didn't have Rocco before. And I think that he's a bigger defender that can help on guys like, uh, Jokic. He's obviously not like as big as Jokic, but he's also a really good defender and can help, um, in that aspect. So, you know, overall, I just really like this bench. I think, um, it's like I said, it's the deepest in the NBA, so there's no complaints there. I think maybe they could get an extra big because Moses Brown, he was good at times, but, I mean, we saw on the Cavs last year how it was much better having Jared Allen than Moses Brown out there, but obviously Jared Allen's an all-star, so. But that would be my only flaw with their bench would be maybe one extra big man, but what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think if there was one little thing that you could tweak out of this already stacked roster, it would probably be to add in another center. You know, they could definitely use a big man, even if it is like, you know, DeMarcus Cousins or somebody still on the market. um, I think that would be better than Moses Brown. I know he's, like Manny said, he's a young player. You know, you could work him into into their uh, system or whatnot, but uh, I think they I need they need somebody who's proven that can do it off the bench, you know, and help them out that way. Um, but this team is already stacked when it comes to defense. I liked uh, Matt's little uh, uh, point about Roko, you know, you know, doubling um, on Jokic or something like that when they do have to deal with you know bigger centers in the league. So um, and they got other players that can do that too, and Marcus Morris and Nicholas Batum. So. Um, yeah, I don't really see any uh, issues besides maybe a backup center. Yeah. yeah. What, when, oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I was just going to say, what, a, what are you guys kind of thinking that the starting lineup is going to be? Do you think it's kind of just uh, Wall, Paul George, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and Zubak, or do you think it looks different? Um, I mean, personally, I think it's pretty flexible. And that honestly leads into like my next point is just how – fluid and switchable this team is how interchangeable a lot of the pieces are a lot of these guys are six six plus you know you could put them six six to six ten you know you could put them at any of the three the wing positions the power forward uh, and, and that goes a long way defensively but yeah I, i'm thinking that that lineup looks pretty similar to what you said there um the only changes i could see is you know if they want to move Kawhi to the power forward and you know slide in a guy like norman powell or batuma in the starting lineup um or even covington i think either way 
all those guys are going to fill their roles and they're going to do them properly when the time comes. I don't know, starting lineup-wise, how much it's going to matter, whether it's Marcus Morris or Covington or Batum. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you wanted to go really offensively heavy, you could put, like, Kawhi at the four, Paul George at the three, and then maybe move, like, a Norman Powell or Reggie Jackson even into that starting lineup. But uh, they got many tools to kind of, you know, figure it out. And Ty Lue's got, you know, probably one of the best jobs in the league right now. And we've seen over the years, even with, you know, teams that have been injured, especially on this Clippers squad over the past what two years it's i mean he's a great coach and i think uh he's gonna love it when he finally gets uh his entire squad going especially with john wall plugged into this absolutely i agree so where do you guys think that this team's gonna finish in this division yeah i mean i know we were talking about the warriors yesterday and, and kind of how i was saying you know with the warriors the suns the clippers in this division it's really a toss-up as to who's gonna finish uh you know number one if i had to put my bet on it it's probably the Clippers, uh, but that's also you know taking in, that's not taking into account you know load management. We know Kawhi is going to set probably at least like twenty-ish games this year, right? Um, you know Paul George is probably going to set a couple games as well. John Wall, you know, hasn't been healthy in a couple years. Um, because of that, I'm a little hesitant to put him at number one. But if you know if they're a team that's going to be playing night in night out, eighty-two games, um, they'd be my favorite to be number one in the division and probably number one in the conference. Yeah, I mean, I. I think uh, Kawhi is definitely going to be load managing, so that factors into it a little bit. But since they have so much depth, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if they were number one in the conference. I mean, going 42 and 40 without Kawhi and only five games with Norman Powell and other guys missing time too, that's pretty impressive. So I think they could easily up that like eight to 10 wins and get the number one to two seed in the conference and definitely in the division. Um, you know, I just think the only other team that would maybe um, compete would probably be the Warriors. I'm I'm a little bit lower on the Suns this year just because um, Chris Paul's a year older, and then they also had some turmoil this summer a little bit. So I don't know if that'll factor into it. And then losing McGee too might hurt a little bit. So um, those would probably be the top two for the division. Um, and I think it kind of depends on health a little bit and how much the Stars actually play, but. It definitely couldn't go wrong with the Clippers as the division winners. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all on the same page here when it comes to, I mean, you could see Golden State factor in as the one seed and maybe Clippers too, but um, I think I had Golden State in our previous episode at two. So uh, Clippers are, it when healthy, if healthy, they are uh, the team to beat, I think, in this Western Conference, even though Golden State is the defending champions. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that you mentioned there is kind of if healthy. Um, this Clippers team has just been very, very unfortunate, even dating back to, you know, the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin days with injury history. You know, with Kawhi tearing at ACL in the playoffs against the Mavs, how is he going to look coming back from that? That's a pretty big injury, and I know it's 2022. Modern medicine's been doing a great job with these players returning from these ACL injuries, but that's still a pretty big deal. Uh, so, you know, we'll see kind of how that affects Kawhi's lateral agility, how that changes his game, if it does at all. And, you know, how much is he actually going to play? How much is he going to trust that knee? Uh, and, you know, is there going to be any problems with, you know, knee tendonitis later on? So the biggest thing really is just health. I think health is really the, the thing that could stop this Clippers team from being an NBA championship. Yeah, I agree. And not even just for Kawhi. I think Paul George has had a number of injuries too over his years. So hopefully he stays healthy too. 
no, his shoulders have been giving him some trouble in the past couple of years. So hopefully those are all ironed out now and he's ready to go for the year too. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this Clippers curse doesn't continue on. Cause I know, you know, they haven't made it even to a conference finals. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see if this team can actually stay healthy. And I think if they are healthy, I think conference finals is the floor for this team. So, um, there's a lot of, a lot of good things to kind of look forward to, but I think main, we, we nailed the main key though, was, you know, health in this and for this squad. But, um, I just wanted to, uh, see where you guys' thoughts are on, do you think this team is a championship team? I know Manny kind of said, if I had to bet on the field, you know, I'd bet on the field, but, uh, would you take this team to be at the top of at the end of the year? Cause I mean, personally, I think they're the best team in the NBA right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I like their odds. I, I would still take the Warriors just cause, um, you know, I've seen them do it before. I think part of it is, uh, getting past that like wall is like, even like in the bubble, like when they they blew that three one series against Denver, it just seems like they always have that like thing in the back of their heads that says that you know like we need to make it so far. And then I think they kind of play tight at times, uh, thinking about that. Um, just from an outside perspective, that's what I think. But um, so you never know. Like whereas I feel like the Warriors, I mean, they've been there, they've done that, so they they know what it takes to win a championship. Um, and I'm not saying, like, obviously Kawhi knows what it takes, but, like, other guys on the team, like Paul George, has never uh, been to the finals. Um, he went to the conference finals once against LeBron. But um, so I think there's a lot of inexperience there with championship that the Warriors don't have. So I think that'll be a tall task, but I think they could do it. I think uh, it would definitely hinge on Kawhi being the guy and, like, taking over late in games, um, which he has done in the past. Um I know he's made many Sixers fans cry over the years, <laughs> especially with the Bedoink shot. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think they're probably the second or third favorite in my opinion. Is that one of the greatest shots you've ever seen in, the, in NBA history, that Kawhi shot? Probably one of the luckiest shots I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know about greatest. didn't look pretty, but it went in, and it was game seven. So what well, one of the one of the best blocks I've ever seen though is Kawhi's finger block. <laughs> if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good block. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. But uh the claw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think this uh this team's title aspirations kinda rise and fall with Kawhi. We've we've seen the impact he's had going from franchise to franchise. He took Toronto, which was, you know, perennial playoff player. Uh, never a championship to a team that took down the Golden State Warriors, albeit injuries. Um, pretty lucky finals run, but he was able to do it. And so kind of like Matt was saying, this team is very inexperienced in terms of uh, championship, you know, NBA finals uh, pedigree. But, you know, you got guys like Kawhi, you got guys like Tyron Lue, who, who's been to, what, four NBA finals with the Cavs. He was an assistant coach and then the head coach for three of them. He's won the championship. Um, you still got Jerry West in the front office, I believe. So there, there's guys there who, who've seen it before. They've been there before. And I think um, both both Kawhi and Tyron Lewin have shown that they can help bring guys uh, and, you know, maximize the, the, the talents around them. Um, you know, 
would I take the Clippers or the field? I'm still taking the field because, again, you got the field got guys like, you know, you got the Warriors, you got the Celtics, you got the Bucks. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say the, the Clippers are probably at least a top two, top three favorite to win um, the championship. And if anyone put their, their money on the Clippers, I wouldn't bat an eye at it because, you know, this team on paper, um, pound for pound, is probably the most talented team in the league. Right. Yeah, I mean, now that we've kind of talked about kind of their championship aspirations and uh, mainly health and stuff and their starting lineup and how lethal it can be, what is one player on this roster that you guys could see that maybe most people aren't really looking at that could help this team uh, pursue a championship in the future, Matt? Um, it's just it's tough because it – you know, at one point it looked like Terrence Mann a couple of years ago, but he wasn't as big of a factor this past season. Um, I think he, he still could be a factor. He just didn't really have that much growth from the prior year to last year, uh, which is a little bit disappointing. But um, I would probably have to say Luke Kennard just because, I mean, it's a three-point shooting league, and he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Um, so I think I think he could help. I think – he definitely has to improve on like the defensive end and um, you know, just cause when he's out there, he's a liability on the defensive end. So like his shooting can only do so much help. Um, and at the same time, they already have a bunch of scorers too. So I would probably say him. I, I also like uh, Jason Preston too, a little bit. He'd probably not factor in as much right now, but more so in the future, if, if he can develop well, he was, really good at Ohio and did good in the NCAA tournament. He was fun to watch there. So I could see him having some potential a little bit. Um, probably not this year though. I think, you know, like this year is pretty much all about veterans and guys that are going to take him to the title, but guys like Kennard and man could factor in a little bit more this year. Um, maybe at times. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's hard for me to say. I think the most exciting players that, you know, people aren't talking about probably are Kennard and Mann. But are they going to get any minutes behind guys like Norman Powell, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Smart? Probably not enough to make a good contribution. Um, I think Luke Kennard's going to definitely have the spots, you know, when they need that sniper three-point shooter in the, in the corner because uh, he is one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And like you said as well, Terrence Mann played a little better last year but didn't necessarily take the step we all thought he would when guys like Paul George and Kawhi were out. Um, but, but a guy who probably has the clearest shot to make an impact would probably be Moses Brown if they don't sign another big. Um, again, I think the talent is there. It's very inconsistent. He's very young. Uh, but, I mean, I think, like we said, the talent is there. And if a, a team's going to develop young talent, he's, he's around this veteran leadership, I think he could maybe elevate his game. It's probably the first time he's been around guys like Kawhi and Paul George. And we can see the impact that it's had with players around the league. So, uh, Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think this team is so – defensive orientated so i think going forward like the offense isn't going to be it's going to be here and there you know they're going to score a bunch of points uh more than they did last year i think they had a net rating of basically zero because i think they gave up 108 and then they scored 108 so i i see the scoring going up to at least at least 112 115 if the team's healthy but um one of the guys that just I want to keep an eye out for is probably Marcus Morris, just because, you know, we've kind of seen a little bit of a decline in his game, his play over the last two years. Um, Maybe it's a little bit of injuries, 
uh, it just looks like he's lost a step out there. So I want to kind of see, you know, does he look more, you know, comfortable in a starting role or is it him coming off the bench and being kind of that natural score that can't offer as much on the defensive end anymore. But um, I, I think going forward, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the pressure is going to be off of Marcus Morris just because they brought in Robert Covington, which will help a little bit. But um, what are you guys' thoughts on maybe Marcus Morris, you know, coming off the bench if Rocco uh, ends up, you know, playing better on defense than, uh, than Morris? It, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, if, you know, even by halfway through the season that Robert Covington is starting over Marcus Morris, like you said, the decline in his play has been pretty evident. Um, it really kind of just matters what Ty- Tyron Lue wants in terms of uh, from his starters and his bench. I-, I think the Clippers can get away with Marcus Morris starting if that's kind of how they want to keep it, if they want more of a spark off the bench. Um, but we've seen Robert Covington play the four in the NBA before. And I think, again, the switchability of this team where he doesn't always have to guard the four. You know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and R- Rocco are all 6'8 plus, you know. So, you know, if they want to change it up per possession, I don't know. The switchability of this team is literally insane. So, uh, you know, with the decline in his play, you know, there also could be a free agent pickup here or there in the off, you know, during the regular season. I don't really know what that guy would be, but wouldn't be surprised if Robert Covington took that starting four spot. Yeah, I mean, that that wouldn't surprise me either. I think um, Marcus Morris, I, I'm sure, will probably be at the whole season unless he gets hurt or something just because – I'm, that lineup has worked really well together. Um, and then there's plenty of defense with Kawhi and Paul George and guys like that already. But I get, you know, I could maybe see it. I, I just feel like they need Rocco's defense on the second unit um, more so. But I could also see them potentially, like, if teams are going small against them, like starting, like, Rocco or Morris at the five, Kawhi at the four, Batum at the three or something like that. Um, Wall at the one, Paul George at the two. Uh, I don't know. They they have so many different like lineups that they could go along with, and uh, Tyron Lue is the best at like mixing and matching lineups in the, the entire NBA. So I think they got they got a lot to work with. Mo- Morris, um, he brings a lot of intensity that Rocco doesn't necessarily bring, and that's kind of why I like him in the starting lineup. Is he's kind of that enforcer that I you know like that PJ Tucker type of player that you know is physical with teams and I think that can be helpful especially against playing guys like you know like Luca and LeBron and you kind of need an enforcer when you play guys like that yeah exactly and I, I think even last year they played or they started usually Nicholas Batum too and I think that was mainly just for you know not only can he bring the ball up and ball handle but he's also a great passer so um, I think just last year, not having John Waller, somebody that averaged more than seven assists per games, I, I think that's why they kind of put Batum in the starting lineup. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't uh, start for this squad this next season. But um, I kind of like Batum off the bench, though, just as you know, a facilitator with Red, Reggie Jackson to kind of you know help out that bench unit when it comes to getting those assist numbers up. Yeah, I agree. I like I like Batum. I, I think he's a smart player too, and he's he's kind of been a big bench player for them for these past couple of years, and I think he'll continue to be. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts, guys. What do you guys think of this Clippers team? What are you looking forward to? Um, it's probably going to be a good uh, league pass team for sure to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, definitely. Like we said, if this team is healthy, the NBA has a problem on his hands, um, especially during playoff time. I wouldn't want to go against this Clippers team at any point. Um, from the offensive end, you got all these guys defensively, they're going to be a problem. And, and coaching-wise, one of the best coaches in the NBA in Tyron Lue. So scheming against them, watching them scheme for you, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, so I got high hopes for this Clippers team. Would not be surprised if they're holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy at the end of the year. Um, but then again, it's the Clippers. And we've seen time and time again, the Clippers were going to clip. You know, it's, it's unfortunately still not their city. So um, but we'll see if they'll get over the hump and uh, change the minds of the fans this year. Yeah, they need to get a new arena. It's coming. <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah, I think uh, they're definitely a team to beat. Um, just before we get off the Clippers, uh, did were since he's a Minnesota guy, I thought I'd mention. Uh, were you guys surprised at all that Amir Coffey got re-signed by the Clippers, or did you expect that to happen? Or this offseason? No, I think he's a good. I think he's a good bench player. I don't. I mean, they're already pretty loaded at the guard position and small forward position, so. Not sure how much playing time he'll get. Maybe if there's injuries that happen or, you know, some players like Kawhi or Paul George want to rest or John Wall, um, you could see him get, you know, f- minutes here and there. But uh, not really not really expecting a big role out of him this, this next year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say likewise. It's unfortunate, but uh, he played pretty well when they needed him to last year. And so maybe, you know, when – load management happens or if injuries happen, Amir Coffey can step up and, and maybe be that, that guy that we're talking about in that bench rotation that, uh you know, is long, good defender, good floor spacer. So. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, it was kind of cool that he even got re-signed. I wasn't really even expecting that too much. Did they sign anybody else or was it just uh, Amir Coffey? Uh, like just from last year, I think it was just Amir Coffey. Okay. Um, then obviously they got a one rookie, I think, most or Musa. Musa, I believe. Diabate. Yeah, yeah from I'd... Michigan. Yeah, the center, right? Yeah, forward center. He's like six eleven, I think. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think of? You think he's gonna, you know, steal any minutes from Moses Brown or, or anything? Possible. When, I wouldn't say it's impossible, um, but I think it's just going to be hard for any rookie to earn minutes on this team um, unless you're playing out of your mind at practice. I, I think it's just going to be really hard. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, but if you think Moses Brown's uh, raw talent still, you should. Moose is even more raw than him, so I don't see him playing much at all. Matt, you want to do your uh, have some uh, closing remarks before we end this pod? Yeah, just to wrap it up, you know, I think uh, Clippers, uh, especially if they're all healthy, I think they have they're going to be back this year. I think it, the Jerry West curse might finally be broken this year if they can stay healthy um, and then overcome a couple of those juggernauts in the West. Uh, but, you know, the, the one good thing about this Clippers team is it it looks like they will continue to be better better than the Lakers, who we'll be talking about next. So that's always a good sign for them. I think in the Kawhi-Paul George era, they're 
they have a pretty good record. I think they've won like eight straight against the Lakers, um, if I'm not mistaken. I, somebody can fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that they've won eight straight, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. But I know the I Lakers mean, have injuries, it. but that's pretty impressive. Nonetheless, Clippers run L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not what the fans say there, though. <laughs> they need to they need to get some some more Clippers fans. Just uh, I mean, an arena would actually help a lot too, because um, every time you go to a, a Lakers Clippers game, it's always filled up with with Lakers fans. So yeah, so I mean, getting a new arena for this team, maybe that might break the curse. But I'm not. I'm sure it's in the works for them getting a stadium. I'm not sure when it's actually coming out. If you got, do you guys know? Yeah, they're, so they're in the process of. Uh, they just start broke ground like this summer, I believe. Um, and their new stadium is supposed to be done for the twenty four twenty five season. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I think the main thing for this team is just, you know, I I think first you got to get to the conference finals. That's the main step. Because it's been, I mean, they haven't got there. So uh, getting to the conference finals, staying healthy. Uh, and I think if they do that, they have a really good chance of, of winning the finals with uh, Tyron Lue, who Manny mentioned, has been there before many times. And then you got Kawhi, who's, who's won a championship as well, so or multiple championships as well. So um, I think this team has... I, you know, enough veteran players where it's, you know, it's not like the Lakers where they're, they're too old and they can't, you know, push the pace or get back on defense. This team has veterans that are in their prime ready to win now. So if this isn't the year when healthy, then I mean, I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be, if I'm Steve Ballmer, I'd be pretty disappointed if, we didn't at least make the finals. I mean, not, they they want to win it all, but I mean, just the constant not even being able to make the finals is extremely disappointing considering how much talent and uh, draft capital they gave up to make this happen, giving away a young, talented player like Shea. Um, they really need to win now. I mean, their, their future is on the line too because a lot of these guys are getting up there in age too, so it's win now mode for this team. Yeah, I agree completely. It's, it's really put your money where your mouth is. Like you said, you put all the draft capital, you, you invested a lot in, you know, making sure that Kawhi is happy with the load management, making sure Paul George is healthy. It's, it's really win now. Um, they got these guys in the contract for a couple more years, but we can't keep making excuses for this Clippers team, man. They have all the talent to do it. Literally the most talented team, probably in the NBA. Um, so they just got to put it together and do it. Yeah, Clippers finals are bust. I mean, thank you guys for uh, for listening to the Clippers breakdown. We do have another breakdown coming out tomorrow for you guys, the Lakers. And then we will end out the week with the Suns and the Kings as well. Uh, make sure to like and follow the podcast. Also make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at our Shots Aside page. If you got any talking points or questions for us, send it to our Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com. But until next time, guys, peace. 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 peace.